Hello, I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of October 1. In the news, Armenian Artsakh commemorate the first year anniversary of the 2020 Artsakh War. PACE adopts a resolution regarding humanitarian consequences of the war. Iran conducts large-scale military training near its border with Azerbaijan, and Armenia's former Minister of Defense is arrested on embezzlement charges. Armenia and Artsakh commemorated the first anniversary of the start of the 44-day war on September 27. The previous evening, a torchlight procession took place from Garagin Nejdeh Square to Yerabalur, the military cemetery organized by the opposition Armenia Alliance. On the morning of September 27, high-ranking officials and parliament members visited Yeraplur to pay respects to the fallen soldiers. Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan visited the cemetery alone, unaccompanied by members of the government. U.S. Ambassador to Armenia Lynn Tracy also visited Yeraplur. 889 of the over 3,000 soldiers killed during the war are buried at the military cemetery. At 11 a.m., Artsakh and Armenia observed a minute of silence to commemorate the victims of the war. Armenia's foreign ministry issued a statement stating that a new stage for peace, security and development in the region can be reached only through agreements reached within the framework of the peace process. It went on to say that the Republic of Armenia stands for the full-fledged launch of the peace process of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict within the framework and mandate of the OSCE Men's Group co-chairmanship. At the same time, it called for the urgent settlement of humanitarian issues, including the repatriation of all prisoners of war captured civilians and addressing the cases of enforced disappearance. The Foreign Ministry of Artsakh declared that despite all the challenges that Artsakh is facing after the 44-day war, it is more than ever determined to, quote, strengthen and develop our independent sovereign state that excludes any status within Azerbaijan. The EU office in Yerevan also issued a statement on the occasion of the anniversary stating that they commemorate the loss of lives and livelihoods and that the EU stands ready to provide humanitarian aid and continue its assistance of recovery, resilience and reforms in Armenia. A memorial of the first anniversary was also observed in Azerbaijan. The foreign ministry of Azerbaijan uh, issued a statement uh, noting that Azerbaijan is ready to normalize relations with Armenia based on international law, in particular sovereignty and territorial integrity. In the statement, Azerbaijan urged Armenia to respect these principles and comply with its international responsibilities in order to ensure peace, stability, and prosperity in the region. The statement also claimed that Azerbaijan is taking steps to ensure lasting peace, security, and stability based on the trilateral agreement of November 9, 2020. And according to official sources, Armenia suffered 3,781 deaths, 231 soldiers and 22 civilians are still missing. According to official sources, Armenia suffered 3,781 deaths, 231 soldiers and 22 civilians are still missing. According to Azerbaijan, they had 2,907 casualties, 7 soldiers are missing. And this week, the bodies of 7 Armenian soldiers killed during the war were discovered during search operations. To date, 1,677 have been found. 
The International Court of Justice announced that it will hold public hearings in the case concerning the application of the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination, that is the case that Armenia filed against Azerbaijan, um, and this will take place on October 14 and 15. The hearings will determine the merits of the case, in other words, whether the court will start proceedings or not, and it will also make a decision on the provisional measures submitted by the Republic of Armenia. On October 18 and 19, the court will hold public hearings regarding Azerbaijan's counterclaim. And as a reminder, on September 16, the Republic of Armenia instituted proceedings against Azerbaijan before the ICG with regards to alleged violations of the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination. Azerbaijan filed a similar suit against Armenia one week later, accusing the latter of racial discrimination and ethnic cleansing. On September 27, the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe PACE, adopted a resolution on the humanitarian consequences of the 2020 Artsakh War. The resolution states that both countries violated commitments to settle the conflict by peaceful means. The Assembly said that it was concerned about the many allegations of crimes, war crimes, and other wrongful acts during the 44-day war. It called on both countries to fully investigate the allegations and bring to justice anyone, including at command level, found to be responsible, and to cooperate fully with the European Court of Human Rights on the complaints lodged against them. The parliamentarians pointed out that unless there is accountability and some form of truth and reconciliation, these allegations will pour relations between the two countries for generations, and the consequences of the conflict will linger. The Assembly also called on the Azerbaijani authorities to release all remaining captives and return them to Armenia without further delay. It said that since the November ceasefire, 159 Azerbaijanis and five Armenians have been killed or injured by mines and called on Armenia to release without delay all mine maps in its possession. In light of various border incidents since May of this year, uh, the parliamentarians of PACE urged both sides to de-escalate and to negotiate a border demarcation process. The PACE resolution went on to say that the November 9 trilateral statement provides the main elements of a ceasefire and creates a framework to solve many of the humanitarian consequences of the recent 44-day war and conflict. The resolution was opposed by all Turkish and Azerbaijani members of the assembly. On September 30, Iran announced that it will be conducting large-scale military exercises near Azerbaijan's border. Tensions between Iran and Azerbaijan have been building up over the last few weeks. Iranian social media accounts, including those affiliated with the armed forces, have been releasing videos of large columns of armaments reportedly heading north uh, toward the uh, Azerbaijani border. Another set of short drills preceded the larger-scale military exercises about which almost no information was released. The military exercises prompted sharp criticism from Azerbaijan. Aliyev told Anadolu Agency that the Azerbaijani public is surprised by the military exercises which are unprecedented in the last 30 years. Aliyev wondered why the exercises were taking place now and why on Azerbaijan's border. The situation seems to have escalated after Azerbaijani officials started 
charging a road tax from Iranian drivers crossing the Goris Khapan Highway in Armenia, a part of which is under Azerbaijani control. Later, some Iranian drivers were also detained by Azerbaijani officials. And uh, why are they surprised? Because we've witnessed Azerbaijani-Turkish uh, military exercises on the border with Armenia dozens of times, dozens of mm-hmm. times since in the, the last of, mm-hmm. yes, Since year. the end of the war. On September 25, Armenia's National Security Service reported that the chief of the Aviation Department of Armenia's Armed Forces was arrested on charges of abuse of power and embezzlement. According to the NSS statement, the high-ranking official, whose identity was not disclosed, knowingly conducted the purchase of expired missiles produced uh, between 1985 and 1991 with prices that were higher than the market value. And Armenia's former defense minister, David Tonoyan, and major arms dealer, David Kalistian, were also arrested on September 30 with similar charges. The NSS announced that Tonoyan and Galistian were detained on charges of embezzlement of large sums of money and committing publicly dangerous acts. Together, they are charged with stealing over 4 million U.S. dollars. Armenia's Prosecutor General's Office presented the nature of the cases filed in connection with the 2020 Artsakh War. Over 2,000 criminal cases have been filed in connection with violations of conscription or recruitment of soldiers involving bribery, the illegal acquisition or smuggling of arms and armaments intended for combat operations, the illegal sale or theft of military clothing, battlefield desertion, refusal to perform military orders, and uh, draft dodging. Cases involving the abuse of power or position by field commanders or officials during a military operation, abuse of power or overstepping of official authority, and cases of negligence or inaction by army commanders are also being investigated currently. Armenia's National Security Service has um, questioned some 150 individuals, including the President of the Republic of Artsakh and different commanders, regarding military operations in the south of Artsakh and events leading to the capture of Shushi. And based on preliminary investigation of these criminal cases, more than 800 people have been registered as defendants, including high-ranking military officers of Armenia. A total of 48 criminal cases against 55 people have been sent to the courts. Eight people were convicted in court cases. The, The investigation of most criminal cases continues. Armenia's Foreign Minister Arad Mirzoyan and his Azerbaijani counterpart Jehun Bayromov met in New York last week within the framework of the 76th UN General Assembly. The OSC Minsk Group co-chairs also held separate meetings with Mirzoyan and Bayramov. According to the statement issued by the co-chairs, the parties discussed a range of unresolved issues between Armenia and Azerbaijan. The mediators suggested measures to de-escalate the situation and reaffirmed their commitment to continue working with the parties to find comprehensive solutions to the conflict. Following the meeting, Armenia's MFA issued a statement that they are ready to resume the Nagorno-Karabakh peace process within the framework of the OSCE Minsk Group, while Bayramov presented Azerbaijan's position on the post-conflict situation to Armenia. Russia's foreign minister announced that the co-chairs have agreed upon the resumption of visits to the region, including Stepan Aguirre, to hold meetings with Armenian and Azerbaijani representatives on the ground. 
Um, and also, just sort of to come back to Mirzoyan, he while he was in New York, he met with UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. He mentioned that Armenian POWs continue to be held in Azerbaijan. He also stressed the need for UN humanitarian bodies to have access to Nagorno-Karabakh. The importance of preserving cultural heritage in the conflict zone was also mentioned. And Armenia's Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan delivered a pre-recorded speech during the 76th UN General Assembly. Pashinyan noted that that despite Armenia's pursuit of peace and stability in the region, incidents designed to delegitimize the peace agenda occur on a daily basis. Violations of ceasefire, aggressive and insulting statements against Armenia and the Armenian people continue to escalate the atmosphere. In his speech, Pashinyan mentioned several other factors uh, which are hindering the peace process, such as Azerbaijan's refusal to return Armenian uh, prisoners of war, their torture by Azerbaijani authorities, the fact that Azerbaijan um, is not releasing the exact number of Armenians that it is holding hostage, and that some of the POWs have, under false pretenses, been sentenced anywhere from 6 to 20 years in, in prison. And the Armenian Prime Minister concluded by saying that Armenia is ready for a constructive dialogue, which should lead to the establishment of sustainable and lasting peace in the region. And also, Aliyev delivered a speech during the assembly, announcing that Azerbaijan solved the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, and there is no such thing as Nagorno-Karabakh anymore. Well, last week, Aliyev told Turkish Anadolu news agency that if Armenia refuses to open a corridor through its Sunni region, Azerbaijan's patience will be exhausted. He also stated that the second Nagorno-Karabakh war is an example of what would happen or what can happen when Azerbaijan's patience is tested. And speaking about the Russian peacekeeping forces stationed in Artsakh, Aliyev mentioned that there are issues regarding foreign nationals crossing into the region without Azerbaijan's consent. Aliyev stated that foreigners must get Azerbaijan's approval before entering their territories and that the issue is not resolved yet. And this has always been mm-hmm. Azerbaijan's claim uh, before the war as well. We all remember the blacklists, the persona non grata lists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you said, Rubina, earlier, he said that, uh, you know, the, there is no Nagorno-Karabakh conflict as Azerbaijan has solved the issue. He told France 24 that if the co-chairs brokered a meeting with Pashinyan, he would not object. And an official of uh, the Russian foreign ministry, Alexei Zaitsev, criticized Aliyev's aggressive rhetoric during a weekly briefing on September 30th, saying that rhetoric of confrontation does not help to settle existing disagreements. He added that it is extremely important to create opportunities for finding mutually acceptable solutions. Russia's President Vladimir Putin and his Turkish counterpart Recep Tayyip Erdogan held closed-door talks in Sochi on September 29. Among other issues, the two also discussed the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. At an event in New York the previous week, Erdogan had announced that Armenian-Turkish relations would also be discussed with Putin and expressed hope that Russia and Turkey will enter a new and much stronger period in their relations. During the three-hour meeting, Putin said that relations between Moscow and Ankara were developing positively thanks to their ability to find compromise. Putin also noted the importance of the Russian-Turkish joint center in Gharapagh for stability in the region. Neither leader made any detailed statements to the media uh, after the talks. And unfortunately, this news is a, almost a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. On September 28, an Armenian soldier was wounded when the Azerbaijani side opened fire in the direction of the Armenian positions near the Gerarkunik region's Gut village. The soldier's life is not in danger, fortunately. Earlier in the week, Freedom House criticized Armenian authorities for seeking to prosecute a person who allegedly insulted Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan 
on social media. In late July this year, Armenia's parliament passed amendments to the criminal code stipulating that grave insults directed at individuals because of their public activities are now crimes punishable by fines ranging from 1 to 3 million dirhams, that's about 2 to 6,000 US dollars, and a prison sentence of up to three months. Those individuals include state officials, politicians, and other public figures. The Armenian police opened the first criminal investigation under the new amendments last week. According to the official statement by the police, they are trying to identify the person who posted an offensive comment under a picture of Pashinyan on Facebook. Freedom House called the investigation and the new amendments to the criminal law a clear degradation of democratic norms in Armenia, including freedom of expression. On September 29, Armenia's Parliamentary Standing Committee on Human Rights and Public Affairs hosted Artsakh's permanent representative to Armenia, Sergei Ghazaryan, who gave an account regarding the situation in Artsakh after the war. Ghazaryan said that Artsakh is facing many challenges as a result of the war, and one of the more persistent issues is ensuring the existence of the Armenian population in Artsakh, which entails restoring essential infrastructure such as roads, housing, etc. He said that 42,000 people have been displaced, because of the war, 38,000 of which have lost their houses and homes and other property. The government plans to build 300 apartments by the end of the year to house some of the displaced. According to Ghazaryan, Artsakh also suffered a significant loss in its energy sector. Out of the 36 functioning hydropower plants, only six are left in the territory of Artsakh today. Also, 75% of arable lands are under Azerbaijani control now. Ghazaryan also stated that Armenian historical cultural heritage located in the territories currently under the control of Azerbaijan are in serious danger. And this week, the Armenian government decided to provide a financial aid worth $28 million US dollars to Artsakh. $2.5 million will be allocated for the payment of utilities of the population of Artsakh, and the remaining 25 will be given as a loan. And now to COVID. Uh, numbers continue to remain high in Armenia, with 13 to 15 percent of positive tests daily. On September 29, Armenian uh, singer Haik Hagopian, known as Haigo, who represented Armenia in the Eurovision Song Contest back in 2007 died because of COVID after spending several days in intensive care. And the day before, Health Minister Anait Avanesian had announced that there are more people in need of intensive care during the current wave of the pandemic than during previous ones. She added that with the new Delta variant, more people need to be hospitalized and hospital beds are now being mobilized. And starting October 1, which is today, employers in Armenia have to demand that their employees take COVID-19 tests every two weeks if they are not vaccinated. People have been uh, protesting the government's decision. And uh, in other news, COVID-related news, Armenia will receive 50,000 doses of the Moderna vaccine from the Lithuanian government as of September 26, 5% of the population, only 5% of the population has been vaccinated in Armenia. And uh, luckily, that's not the case at EVN. I think that's we're right. all vaccinated. Or, or at least received the first dose. Doses. So, yeah, what can we say? It's a struggle with, uh, with COVID-19 and everything else. But that's the kind of week it's been here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend. And we will be back again next week. Mm-hmm.